Hey everybody, welcome back to the Party One <laughs> Podcast. I forgot how to start this thing. My name is Caleb. My name is Hoyt. And I'm Lauren, but also filling in for Trevor because we keep saying that for some reason. And I'm also Andrew. Yeah, so we uh, we, we definitely don't record these in bulk. Yeah. And we nope, definitely never. We um, definitely didn't choose to record them in bulk when Hoyt couldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. well no 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 don't. yes yes he's coming soon he'll, he'll be here for the next episode that's actually dropping before like the other. 10 weeks from now 10 weeks before now i don't know but so, if you're if you're really clever you could pick out what episodes we recorded together based on when hoyt's not here well and you can also pick out like what episodes we recorded like you know with lauren and not with trevor maybe you know yeah that too yeah, that too yeah, yeah. By the way, we've recorded these at Lauren's apartment. Lauren coming in clutch with the mm-hmm. the, uh, the studio for today. Yep. So today we are continuing our A Time Spin Away series. We've heard uh, about my time in Alaska. We've heard about Hoyt's time being locked in the cabin. And uh, not Andrew, Lauren's uh, time in Puerto Rico. Um, so the last one, the, the last episode for this summer, before we can all reconvene and talk about our summers, uh, is going to be this one where we, I talk about my time at the camp that I worked at the past couple summers. But first, we have a tradition here at the Priority One Podcast, and that is that we love to talk about heresy. That we do. So today's heretic... It's a good 90% of what we talk about. <laughs> quite possibly, yes. None other than Joel Osteen himself. Ooh. Yes. The heretic in chief, some might say. Joel Osteen. Mm. He says, don't go through life expecting the worst, anticipating bad breaks. These things may come, but they're not going to stay. They're going to pass on by. Why? You are invisible to the enemy. Um, You can't say me. (laughs) (laughs) Quite the contrary. (laughs) Um, If you've already listened to the Puerto Rico episode, is this coming before or after that one? After. So if you've already listened to the Puerto Rico episode, you would know that's not the case. The mm-hmm. enemy does his best to stop God's work from happening. Not yeah. with a hedge of protection. Devil can't get through a hedge of protection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Getting this back um, on the rails here. But yeah. yeah, no, they, they, we are not invisible with the enemy. He sees where God is working and tries to stop it. He can't because, I mean, he can't if we let him, but. He's not God. So. He's not God, so he's not yeah. going to prevail. But uh, definitely not invisible. And I, I think I don't think it's too bad the part he's like, don't always be expecting the worst. Okay, but that's not, okay, that's not what he says. He says, don't go through life expecting the worst, anticipating bad breaks. The reality is that those things are going to happen. So I'm not saying like just, you know, look for how everything should go, how everything could go wrong and to be anxious about that. It's a terrible thing to do. But like, you don't, don't, he, what he's telling you to do here, so he's, ex, he's telling you to ex, expect everything to be all sunshine and rainbows and kittens and butterflies because what you say and what you think has power and what you can think you can achieve. That's my Joel Osteen impression. I mean, not and with a small donation of twenty six thousand dollars, <laughs> it pleases God to prosper. I could you. get me another private jet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, um, man. 
Talking about Joel Osteen, Mike Winger has a phenomenal YouTube video. It's a couple hours long, but breaking down what goes on in a Joel Osteen sermon, I would highly encourage you to watch it. Bible Thinker is the YouTube channel. Yep. Check it out. Go watch it now. We will wait for you. Pause the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But what Hoy had to say was, wrong. See the entire book of Job for that one, good sir. Well said, Hoyt. And to do that, we're going to read the book of Job (laughs) (laughs) for the next eight hours. All right, so Hoyt, your verdict? No. Sorry, the audio quality got really bad there. Yeah. Hoyt slacking. Yeah. Tell me to do better next episode. (laughs) But yeah. Uh, so a solid no on that one. So nice. now now we get to the topic of today's conversation. Caleb just threw his phone down and he's going to try to act like nothing happened. And now he's going to sneeze. <laughs> oh gosh, that was really aggressive sneeze. <laughs> okay. To today's topic of conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's double barreled up here, you know. Yeah. The sneezes usually come in pairs. If you're like my grandfather, it's like in sevens. My mother, hey mom, hi. <laughs> every time she starts, we just start counting because it'll legitimately be six or seven every single. That's time. what it was like with my grandfather. He'd start, mm-hmm. he'd get to like seven, and then we'd go ooh, and then he'd <laughs> say, oh, eight, nine. Now my best friend is always from my best friend from home is always in threes, and we always joked that the day she didn't sneeze three times in a row it was like the day the world ends and there was one day we were sitting in class and she only sneezed twice and we all just like stopped what we were doing and looked at her for a minute <laughs> <laughs> it was like what is wrong like, is the like, world ending sneeze, now sneeze, exactly. sneeze. <laughs> she was like y'all i don't know what happened the there's not a third one. Oh, man. my uh my health teacher in ninth grade broke her neck because she sneezed so hard one time oh god she's also a that doesn't sound very healthy. fragile lady <laughs> sounds like it <laughs> um yeah so, <laughs> bless you. By the way, thank you. <laughs> so, in case it has, in case you haven't like listened to every single one of our episodes, if you haven't, you should go back and listen to them yeah. now. So we'll wait. Understand this concept? Oh, what? Oh, uh, God! <laughs> we, we, we will Caleb's have, like, stroke of the episode because there's one every episode. <laughs> <laughs> in case you haven't listened to all the episodes. Um, go back and listen to all of them so you understand this context better. Con, con, con? <laughs> hey, <laughs> second one. He still can't say so the you, word. Let, you, let me just take over. In case you haven't listened to previous episodes, if you want to understand the context better, you can C-O-N-T-E-X-T. go do that. C-O-N-T-E-X-T. In other news, context. Lauren is taking over as host of the Priority One podcast because I cannot do my job. Finally. <laughs> Even though <laughs> This is what you've all been waiting for. Even though last week I did call Trevor Andrew and I felt really bad for it because I've never done that in my life. And I was like, oh gosh, I'm no, turning no. into Caleb. So now she understands it. She <laughs> I don't understands understand it. it. I don't know where it came from. No, you do, it's hard. It's but hard. But like it's not. I that's the only time. I don't mean to do it, but it happens. I don't, I don't know. I had to apologize. He said I was forgiven. He wasn't sure if he forgave you or not. But since I had only done it once, he forgave <laughs> me. The times <laughs> that I have called Andrew and Trevor specifically each other to their face yeah. like all right so uh so i'll be, I'll be talking to andrew and it's like all right so this week for priority i want you and andrew to do this together <laughs> and i'm talking to andrew oh man <laughs> I, i've done that on so many occasions anyway well, here hold on let me just talk to andrew and when i'm talking to, and say you and andrew as i'm talking to andrew because that's how it works that's how, like, that's you understand that i mean trevor it's, it's just funny <laughs> 
<laughs> Andrew, funny? Andrew is still offended. <laughs> He's still offended. They'll never yeah, go watch I feel like someone's name is pretty important to them. And, you know, there's a certain level of respect you have when you can call out someone by their name. I bought you Chick-fil-A. Okay, you're forgiven. And <laughs> with the extra mac and cheese. He called you expensive. Yeah. <laughs> the mac yeah. and cheese. Not as expensive as Trevor with the Starbucks. Oh, my Lord. He doesn't strike me as a Starbucks type. It's like, as has been established at this point, if you listen to one of the episodes at the beginning of the summer, Starbucks tastes like the back of a cow's mouth. Only if you don't like the black coffee. But if you add enough but like the actual, milk and flavoring no, to yeah. it. If you add the enough sugar coffee. to it. If you add enough sugar to it, it's not bad. If you add I enough will, sugar to the back of a I, cow's throat, it probably won't taste like a cow's throat. Please move the microphone out of the way well, of your mouth before you my spit. Rug. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, I don't know. Your rug might have cost as much as that microphone. <laughs> no, probably not actually. $120, $130. Uh, yeah, that's not a thing. Hey, okay. he swallowed the tea. I will, I will say, though, this is not related to anything at all, but I, I do prefer Starbucks over Strange Brew. I know that's probably like a minority opinion. Well, it doesn't matter because 929 is the best in Starbucks. Absolutely, it is. I 100% agree with that. But I just, uh, Strange Brew adds too much sugar. Like, there's no coffee flavor. It's all sugar. Starbucks, there's a little bit of coffee flavor. And that's not the best, but it's not the worst. You know, as far as like fancy coffee goes, and I don't mean like uh, fancy like cream or sugar, but it's like 929's pour over mm. is phenomenal except for this one time they, they do like two roasts like from every day bored. shut up shut up they do two roasts you can pick them every day i had this like caribbean roast i was just bad but other than that they've all been phenomenal this is boring so back to the original mm. point of the podcast um if you if you don't if you haven't listened to all the episodes then you probably don't know that uh the two words that describe me best are yeah. Stubborn. Oh. <laughs> I said camp counselor if anyone didn't hear me say yeah. that. Yeah, I'm rocking like a world-class Chaco tan right now before the summer's even started. Watch tan as well. I got a wrist tat. I got the, the camp He's so stubborn about this, which is the other word that he could really describe. Is. Got the camp anklet. Yeah, I'm a bicep tat away from being like the picture child of a camp counselor. Poster child? Poster child. That's what I say. Picture child? <laughs> 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 I'm sure that's something. I just don't know what that means. I'm still trying to recover from the semester. Oh, I feel that. Yeah. So, um, but Caleb, it's like the end of summer. It's July. <laughs> Where have you been? I mean, I, I'm recovering from summer missions. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely, definitely not, don't. We definitely don't record this. these two months in advance. Definitely not. Not the week after finals. So it's funny. It's like week the past. The past, like. Four or five weeks, and up until like recording for the summer, because we won't, we just have to record these in advance for the summer. We actually recorded like that week's episode, like right that before week. it debuted. Yeah, yeah. Which is like crazy for us because we're yeah. lazy. especially since end of semester. Like you would think, if yeah, at any point it'd be earlier semester. But like there were a couple times when we went like three or four weeks without recording. But anyway, um, so uh. I have historically been a camp counselor every summer since starting college. You've heard about my time in Alaska and we have foreshadowed this episode to come, but 
the past two summers, I have served at a camp in South Louisiana called the Judson Retreat Center. So the first summer was the summer 2020 when uh, COVID hit. And I was supposed to be going to Mission Arlington for the entirety of the summer, but we that ended up getting canceled. And then this was the only thing that I could find to do for the entirety of the summer. So I get a call from BSU director at East Central, Brother Scott. He's like, hey, I got a buddy of mine. He used to be the BSU director at Meridian Community College. He's now the camp director at the Judson Retreat Center. Um, and he's looking for people to fill slots and would be interested in talking to you. So I, I had made up my mind that if I got an opportunity to do anything, I was going to take it. So uh, Justin Busby, who we call Buzz, I'm going to refer to him as Buzz throughout the remainder of this episode. <coughs> Excuse me. He gave me a call and it was so funny. We talked for like 45 minutes and he was trying so hard to like convince me to come work there. And I, after he called, he's like, are you interested? I was like, okay, I don't know if I didn't make this clear or anything, but like I, I was ready to say yes when you called. <laughs> so he, uh, well, we ended up talking again and it, was, it came time to uh, get ready for the summer. We didn't know it was going to happen because we were still kind of in what we know now was still the beginning of COVID. But at this point it had been a couple of months and we were like, okay, is this stuff going to like phase out? Is this stuff going to ramp up? What's going to happen? So we, we, uh, we came into the summer having no idea what was going to happen. The ideal situation was that the restrictions would be eased and we'd be able to do camp sometime like starting in the middle of June. And then we would be able to uh, you know, go all the way through the end of the summer. Well, after the first couple of weeks at camp, we had uh, come to the conclusion like, okay, it's not going to be able to, we're not going to be able to do the middle of June, but hopefully we can still do July. And so after, are you at camp at this yeah, point? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm at the camp. Yeah. Uh, I went down on June 1st, it was mm-hmm. a Sunday, and <clears throat> met the staff met everyone else that I'll be working with over the summer. Uh, we live, there's a, a 20 room motel on the camp property that we stayed in during the summer. And um, like I, I'm the first couple of weeks was a lot of like camp counselor training kind of mm-hmm. thing that you do with every camp you ever work at. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of stuff that would, they didn't know what prepares for. So they went ahead and prepared us for everything that we would see during a regular summer. And then at the same time, Buzz was testing out this concept that he had had in the back of his head for a long time called the forge. So what the forge was meant to be was like this one year, like kind of like a gap year thing, whether it's like you're taking a gap year in the middle of college before college or after college. I am still recovering from trying not to die, like trying to drown myself (laughs) Um, Andrew's saying he's put enough sugar in the back of a cow's mouth. Do you need so much water? Say, say something smart while I'm, you know. Something smart while I'm. We could um, mispronounce context. Three and times. instead of poster, say picture. Picture child with comex. Convex. Thank you, Andrew. You're welcome. Here for you. So what the forge was meant to be, it was like this one year discipleship program. And we were going to basically go through all the curriculum or pretty much most of it in two months. 
So this is meant to be like a proof of concept that like something like this could be successful. So basically what ended up happening for the summer of 2020 is we as camp counselors got to go to camp for the entirety of the summer, which was pretty stinking cool. Yeah. Um, like there, there were <coughs> 27 uh, disciplines of discipleship that, you know, Buzz walked us through. We would do like our daily schedule would be like, we'd wake up, eat breakfast, do some chores, clean up stuff. <coughs> then we would have uh, like discipleship training. And then we would have like a Bible study at some point in the day. We'd have like a, a we, we would meet at least once a week to talk about a book that we were reading. We read through what books did we read through. We read through uh, a book about like praying through the Bible. We read through, not we didn't read through multiply, but we read through like a, uh, a like a pamphlet about multiply, breaking it down. We read one more book that I can't remember off the top of my head. We didn't actually finish that one, but we would do all that kind of stuff throughout the period of the day. There'd be a little free time sprinkled in, and there's a disc golf course on camp property, so you can probably imagine what I spent a lot of time doing. We uh, we would do all that kind of stuff. We would do like worship night at least once a week where you know me and a couple other camp of the camp staff would you know, just play a few songs and get into you know just worship with your staff and there's like 15 of us there you know uh, it, but it was still really really cool mm-hmm. so we um what what ended up happening we ended up not being able to do camp like we normally would so what we ended up doing instead was we decided that we were going to basically take camp on the road to churches in the area. So we loaded up uh, three of our horses. We loaded up um, Easy, Milkshake, and... Oh, man, who, what was the third horse that we took? I'm sure this horse is really offended that you don't remember their name right now. I, I remember all the horses' names. I just don't remember which horse we took. Uh, oh, well. But it's almost it's almost like Caleb has trouble remembering names. Shut up, Andrew. <laughs> I remembered your name. I had to think about that. <laughs> I know you did. Shut up, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't gotten you mixed up yet for what it's worth, Lauren. Who would you get me mixed up with? That's a great question. Exactly. You say it like it's not gonna happen. <laughs> just just you wait. It'll happen. Happened to all of us. <laughs> so we didn't take slowpoke. Who did we take? How instrumental is this to the story? <laughs> I, it's, it's not really, but it's bottomed. It's just so we took. So basically, what we did. We took three of our horses. We took a bunch of water wreck stuff. Um. Hey, Caleb, what were the names of the three horses? (laughs) Milkshake, Easy, and... Scoober, Scoober. Snooper, Snooper. Snooper. (laughs) (laughs) Snooper. We took Snooper to camp. Scooper? (laughs) Snooper. It was Snooper. Snoop Dogg. (laughs) So uh, uh, the horse that I rode to camp was called Patch. He's called Patch because uh, he didn't have <laughs> a right eye, so it's like he was wearing an eye patch. Yeah, me, me and him are homies. Me and Patch are homies. 
So uh, we took stuff to make a Gaga pit out. Like if the church didn't have a Gaga pit, like how many churches don't have Gaga pits at this point? But My church doesn't have a Gaga pit. I don't. They only have like an inflatable one or anything. Maybe. Wow. Well, we brought like six fold-out tables to make a makeshift Gaga pit out of. So y'all didn't even have a Gaga pit. We did that. We had two permanently installed at the camp, but like we can't just take the thing out of the ground and move it. Uh. So we also had a mission study prepared and we had a Bible study prepared. So it was basically like the, the Judson version of a one day VBS. So we had like roles set out for everybody from when we went to these things. So everyone had a title. So the guy that ran Gaga ball was Chris Pugh, one of my good buddies. Uh, so his kind of nickname was, he was referee Chris Pugh cause he would referee the Gaga ball. And the, uh, um, I, I was miss a coach Collins. Okay. I was miss a coach because like I was the, the rec coach for water rec. Yeah. So I got uh, titled miss a coach and it stuck with me for my entire tenure at Judson. Can you spell that? M I S S A. C-O-A-C-H. Mr. Coach. Okay. Yeah. And then we uh, had girl leading Bible, re- Bible study, Bible rec. <laughs> recreational Bible. Um, we had a girl leading Bible study, a girl leading uh, mission study. And then our horse boss, Brittany, was doing all the horse stuff. We went to like 17 churches. There were a lot of like waking up at 4.30 in the morning kind of days and driving to a church driving from like the edge of the toe of the boot to like the other side of the toe of the boot. Um, driving like an hour and a half away to do this little three hour camp and then driving somewhere else to do another three hour camp in the middle of the afternoon when it's a hundred degrees outside on black asphalt. There are a lot of days like that. It was super fun though. And super rewarding to still get to like see God work through a crazy situation. Um, so that, that was kind of the uh, summary of that summer. There's a lot of a lot of really cool growth for me there, just as far as like the discipleship side of things. We did a lot of leadership training as well, which has been helpful for me being in other leadership roles uh, since then. And uh, that that summer did a lot of good uh, as far as my walk with Christ. Then, you know, fast forward to right after the summer. Um. I was kind of like wrestling with what I was going to do because whether or not summer missions was even on the table was still up in the air. So one day, if, if you're like me and I know many of you are not, but hopefully some of you are <laughs> like you do your best thinking in the shower. So I was just in the shower one day and I was like, I guess I'm going to Judson. I'm going to go back to Judson. And then like that was, I just had like this crazy piece about that for the rest of the year. So I um, ended up going back, and we got to actually do camp this year. And uh, very first week of camp. Are there any horses? Yes, the horses are still there. What were their names? So like my my horses patch. We we, forget, we like I mentioned Slowpoke. There was whiskey at a Baptist camp. I don't know why that name ever came to fruition, but we had a horse named Whiskey. There was uh, Boomer, who was massive, and there was like eighteen other horses. Jazz. Disappointed that you don't remember every one of their names. Give me time. I can think about them. We don't have infinite time here. Bug, who was. Yeah, yeah, quit asking about him, Andrew. Gosh. 
So um, this year's theme for camp is the kingdom. Ah, ooh, ah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So talking about the kingdom of God. And um, very first week, uh, the second day, I had a kid named Jonah. Um, we, was we he that, stubborn? Not particularly. Oh, okay. So you think you're funny trying to reference Jonah from the Bible, but you're not. Who said I was trying to be funny? Okay. It's just an honest question. <laughs> uh, he, he was a little spunky. I wouldn't say stubborn. So we uh, we were in Bible study, and he asked if someone could get saved at Judson. I was like, heck yeah. So right after that, we talked, and um, he gave his life to Christ. So like that was super awesome. Salvation number one of the summer. Then uh, we, the way the camp was working this summer was we weren't doing like the full five-day camps. We were doing like uh, four days, three nights, just because we had to take extra time to clean everything in the camp so that we could still do stuff on the weekends. And we went through, we went through like a six week period where we had like three days off the entire time. That includes like working on Sundays and Saturdays and Fridays and everything. Like we had working on the Sabbath. Yeah. Um, we, We had like three days off that entire time period, but it was super cool getting like at the same time, getting to do ministry 24 seven. Yeah. Except for those three days off. Those two days off were very nice. <laughs> so we, uh, at one point we hosted like, um, a thing from first Baptist St. Francis full the town we were in came out for a couple of days and we did camp out there with them. And then like we would host retreat groups and everything with kids. And that was also really cool. Just got, and we, we would just like run activities for them then. But, uh, it was still cold getting to interact with the kids and everything. So we, um, <laughs> around rolls high school week, we have high school week and I played like four hours of basketball a day and I was utterly whooped. Uh, and I, I had made it <laughs> one of the, one of the funny things that came up was we had talked about as the guys, as far as like we, you know, we had accountability groups within the staff and there's only six of us guys on five of us guys on staff. So we would, we're on one together. We had uh, talked about like little joke pet sins a little bit. And we were all like, you know, we're all like low key kind of gluttonous. <laughs> like we, we eat exorbitant amounts of food, exorbitant amounts of food and like show no remorse for it whatsoever. We need to do better. So I made it my goal. I was like, all right, the entire summer, I'm not eating seconds at any meal. Like they gave us, there was plenty of food first run through. I'm not eating seconds. That lasted two weeks because we got to high school week and there was not enough food on the planet to replace the calories that I was putting out, chasing these high school guys around like nobody's business. Also, it's always fun to embarrass like 13 year olds in, in basketball. You know, it's always a good time, but that, that was cool. That was the only time um, over the course of the summer where we were doing like non-elementary aged camps. Uh, and then fast forward, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to like hit the high points. Uh, there was, it was my second to last time being in the cabin for the summer. 
uh, a church had wanted to uh, basically rent out the entire camp. So like for us to host camp, but like just for their church group, it was a big way. It was a big, big church. And they just wanted to do our regular camp, but just with their camp, just with their kids. I mean, so every week that I was in the cabin, like I had the older guys, this was like that, like the fourth, fifth, sixth grade, you know, elementary ages. It's like, that was the ages that I felt like I could teach better. So we, uh, this week I had fifth and sixth graders and for some reason, it's like in Bible study and everything, I just felt super pressed more so than other weeks. Like I, I would do this every week, but this week it was just more intensified um, to hit home the like the importance and the um, like how desperately we need Christ. And I just did, I, I don't know like in the moment I didn't know why I was just hitting this so hard. It was like do not leave this camp without uh, knowing where you stand. And it came to be the last night of camp. And uh, one of my kids, his name is Reed, sweetheart of a kid, um, was kind of like the oddball out of the, the group of seven, him, him and Charlie. They were, they were kind of the oddballs out of the group, but super sweet. Call kid. them out, why don't you? Well, you know, it's like the, all these kids go to church together. Um, so you can kind of like tell which ones are on the same baseball team and which ones are on the baseball team with them or which ones kind of go to a different school than another group. So there are five of them that were absolutely awesome, sweet kids, but just like the other two just weren't you know, as tight with them. So talk to Reed, you know, and then he gave, uh, after talking to him, like he, uh, he gave his life to Christ. Super awesome. So like we go inside and we tell everybody in the cabin and Everyone's super excited. And then Jackson jumps up and was like, yo, I got saved last night too. I was like, what? <laughs> you didn't, you just like didn't think to tell your camp counselor that? Like, what the heck, dude? He's like, so I pulled him out and I talked to him. And I was like, he was like, yeah, I was, I was just in worship. And I was like, I was just praying. I was sitting down praying. And uh, I was like, God, I'm sorry for sinning. I, I need you to save me. And talked to him, made sure that he understood everything. And he did. And um, he knew it was up and we went inside and this was, a, this was my only time having like a volunteer counselor from a church or anything in the cabin with me. And I asked him about it. He's like, I thought the kid was saved already. So I didn't think about like He told me that he got saved. And I was like, I thought you were already saved. So he didn't think anything about it. Well, then I ended up talking to another kid, this one being Charlie Charlie, <laughs> Charlie's a, a, um, he's not the most athletic. So for one of the camp games was like a relay race over around the entire camp, massive pro last massive, like 250 acre property. So all the other kids sports and all that. So that uh, I, I, <laughs> I told him at one point, all right, Charlie, I'm going to pick you up on my back and you better hold on for dear life because we are sprinting. We are winning this relay. I've not lost this relay all summer. We're not starting now. So I grabbed him up on my back and I ran like a half a mile with this kid <laughs> on my back. And uh, yeah, so me, me and Charlie had a little bit of a connection after that. 
And Caleb complains about body pains. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I feel like after three summers of camp, I've earned the right to complain about body oh, pains a little bit. You've earned the right to complain. Shut up, Andrew. So me and Charlie are talking and like I, I'm I'm drilling this kid's like, hey, you understand this. Like explain this to me. Like you you know, are you sure you want to do this? You understand what comes with this? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And Charlie gave his life to Christ. And then one, um, th- then one more kid, Cohen, comes over. He's like, hey, Mr. Caleb, can we talk? I'm like, absolutely. And Cohen does the exact same thing. So in one night, four of my kids gave their life to Christ. I've I've been a part of some super awesome stuff in ministry, like I've led people to Christ at D Nows uh, and like other camp sessions and everything too. But like I've never seen anything like that to this day. And by the way, that was the night Mississippi State won the national championship in baseball. <laughs> I didn't get to, great. Day. I didn't get to watch a single bit of the College World Series, but um, but it was super fun for my kids too. They all got to ring my cowbell. <laughs> So I told him, I told him all before, and it's like, hey, you understand if you ring this cowboy, that means you're coming to Mississippi State. And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all of their parents went to LSU, so that's not happening. But, um, so like, nothing like that ever happened before in my life. And I rode that high for a long time. And came, uh, I, I was, we, we did a couple of uh, girls only camps after that. So like I was out of the cabin for a little while. And then the very last uh, camp of the summer, it was just a three-day, two-night thing. But I had this kid named I – had, had a little blind kid named Caleb who was just like me in all the worst ways possible. <laughs> Smarter than he needs to be, knows more than he should, and uh, likes to – to cause likes to cause a little uh, a ruckus. This is the best way to describe it. Um, but I had this other kid named Weston, who had been talking to his pastor about stuff. But like we were talking about like we, the Bible said and everything, and then he wanted to talk to me. He was like, "Man, I just feel like I just feel like God's calling on me." I was like, "Okay, well, are you sure you're safe?" He's like, "Yeah, I don't have any doubt about that." This kid's twelve, so like he understands stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't have any doubt about that at all. And then I went up talking to this pastor with him, uh, who was there with the camp. And he was he told me afterwards, he's like, This is not the first time we've had this conversation. Like the guy God's gonna do something with this kid, uh, whether it's career ministry or missionary work or whatever, God's gonna do something with him. And then I talked to Buzz after the fact, like, hey, he's gonna be preaching. <laughs> like he, he's gonna have in pulpit. Like this is this is what's gonna happen. Like his buzz has been with college students for years now. He's seen it all firsthand. Um, so that kind of wraps up like what went down at the camp for a couple of summers. And just kind of reflecting on it. Like after that weekend, we were just hosting retreat groups at the camp property. So there wasn't the need for the full staff to be there. And I was sitting in the staff room one night and after the summer 2020, I thought to myself, like, okay, I cannot wait to actually do camp here on this property because it has so much potential. It's got a nice chapel, uh, awesome 
a great basketball court pool, uh, high ropes, low ropes course. Um, like I, I know how awesome this space could be for hosting a camp. So when 2021 came around and I got to actually do that, I was sitting in the staff room in the recliner and I was like, okay, I've done what I came here to do. And like, there was a very bittersweet like essence about that. Just cause like I, at that point, I didn't know if I was ever going to be in a cabin again. Mm. I didn't know if I was ever going to spend, ever going to get to spend a summer doing that again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when you're, when the two words that you use to describe yourself are camp counselor, um, like that, that can be bittersweet. And I don't, I don't want to make it sound like I was finding my identity in that. Like my identity is like rooted in Christ and what Christ has done for me. But, um, like the, there's not much in this world that I love more than camp. Um, and like now, uh, at, at this point I hadn't surrendered to the call to ministry either. So like right now, if you ask me like, where do you see yourself going ministry wise? It's like my first choice is absolutely uh full-time camp, like camp ministry. 100%. It's not close. Don't want to do anything else. Well, that's not true. I want to do other stuff, but like if, there was one lane that I saw myself going down. It would be camp ministry. So, but, but at the moment it was kind of bittersweet. It was like, I know that like I had done what I came here to do. Um, so I ended up leaving a little bit early. It was like, I just, I think part of it was like, I just couldn't bear to be there without, you know, being in the cabin at that point. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of, my story as far as uh, my time spent away at the Judson Retreat Center in South Louisiana. Um, made some of like, the best friends I'll ever have. Uh, the guys that I worked with, absolutely awesome guys. And um, like the summer before that, getting to be like hardcore discipled. Um, I, th- there was so much that I learned in my two summers there that like, I don't, I wouldn't have learned anywhere else. And if you've heard, if you listen to the uh, episode where I kind of share my story, you know, that something that I love to take out of every situation is like seeing how God brought me to that point and appreciating uh, the fact that I got to experience that because of everything that went on in my life before that. Um, it's just awesome. Just awesome. So like, if you go back and listen to the episode, you'll understand the context for all this, but it was, uh, two of the, I say two of the best summers I've had. It was like, I haven't had a whole lot of summers. Um, and hopefully, I, hopefully I will get, to, and, and while I'm in seminary, I'm sure I'll have like a chance to take a summer off at some point and go work camp. But, um, but yeah, uh, that's the story of my time's been away at the Justin retreat center in South Louisiana. Um, next week, you're going to hear from Hoyt about his time with student life. And then after that, you'll hear about my time spent in Salt Lake city. So as always, I'm Caleb. I'm Andrew. And I'm Lauren. And they're also Hoyt and Trevor. And uh, we'll catch you next week. See y'all then. <laughs>